We all want happy, healthy families, and that quest for good health begins at birth. Sadly, many of our nation's infants have a much more difficult journey reaching their first birthday than other infants. African-American babies, for instance, are as much as two and a half times less likely to reach their first birthday than Caucasian babies. This disturbing disparity has given rise to a national forum, a forum wherein healthcare professionals, birth workers, policymakers, and family planning experts share information and ideas to combat the scourge of black infant mortality and maternal morbidity. Welcome to the GAP podcast series. Welcome to the GAP podcast series, and we are in studio today with the extraordinary Amanda Alvarez of the Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas. Hi, Amanda. Hi, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good today, thanks. Your group as a nonprofit organization is involved in screening and analyzing the milk because it's going to, to infants that are that are particularly at health risk. Yes. Walk us through the the process of screening and 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 analysis the screening and analysis work that you, that you do when the milk comes in. Just kind of take us through that that milieu. Okay. So the first step is to identify a donor. But however they find us, our donors are the most generous and benevolent people because they've got this precious commodity, and they know how valuable it is, and they want to share it with those who don't have it. So those donors find us, um, sometimes through hospitals or midwives or doctor's offices, sometimes an internet search, um, but they find us and they get in touch. Um, Once they get in touch with us, we start the screening process. So we do a phone interview. It takes about 10 minutes. Um, Here at the Mother Smoke Bank of North Texas, we have screeners who are bilingual, so we can screen English-speaking and Spanish-speaking donors. Um, And we have worked with interpreters to screen donors with other um, language needs. But um, the first screening is about 10 minutes over the phone, and it feels a lot like being screened to give blood. We'll ask questions about her health history, about any medications that she takes, her lifestyle, um, things like I don't know, tattoos in the past year at unlicensed facilities, right? (laughs) Um, But there's really a lot of good information that comes through that screening um, because most people are suitable donors. You know, donors can take medication that they need. Um, The majority of medications are safe for breastfeeding, and so they're not a reason to deter a donor. Um, So we, we go through this list of questions, and we learn about how she eats and, you know, all these things about her lifestyle. Once we finish that, we send her um, an electronic screening form that's very similar. Um, We found that it's important to screen kind of the same information two ways just for consistency. Um, Usually that online screening is a little deeper, captures a little more information. Um, It also includes a consent where she consents to us contacting her healthcare provider and if her baby is surviving, her infant's healthcare provider. Both of those providers verify that the patients are in good health, that there's plenty of breast milk, that they don't have any concerns. After those, we send her to a lab for serological screening, so blood test. Uh, We pay for that blood work, and we schedule it at a lab really close to her home, whatever's convenient for her. She doesn't have to fast. She doesn't have to have an appointment. Um, Most labs are like a Quest lab inside of a Tom Thumb grocery store, right? So it's really easy. You can go in with your stroller and your baby and have some blood drawn. Um, 
all of those things come together and go in front of our medical board who approves her as a donor, and then we can start receiving her milk. So that's an intensive a, process, right? Wow. So that's elaborate and it's, and it's thorough. And I understand, I, I, I mean, I, obviously I, I don't want to make this whole conversation about the, the, the for-profit milk banking industry, but what you guys are doing is it's serious and it's disciplined and it's multi-layered to make sure that that the the, the donated milk is 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 consistent with with a certain level of standards. So there's there's that's quite important. Right. So the Human Milk Banking Association of North America governs about twenty six nonprofit milk banks in the United States and Canada. And they have very strict guidelines on how donors should be screened and on um, what medications are suitable, which illnesses might be suitable, um, because there are times when there's a medication or an illness that does cause us to pause, right? So if a woman's taking antibiotics, for, per se, that's perfectly fine to take antibiotics and breastfeed your own healthy baby. No concerns there. When we're feeding a medically fragile baby who's probably taking a variety of medications and possibly antibiotics themselves, then we might deter that donor just during the time that she was taking that medication. She can keep that milk and feed it to her own baby, but we would not want to feed it to one of the babies that we're feeding, just to ensure that we can control everything um, that's going into that medically fragile baby. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Amanda a bit more about why she chose this as a path. And also we're going to have Amanda talk to us about about how you can contact her or the Mother's Milk Bank of Texas if you want to be a donor or just simply want more information. So we're going to go, go to break now, and we'll be back. You're listening to The Gap podcast series. Crunchy Boutique is a family-owned, natural parenting store in Arlington, Texas. Crunchy Boutique features a comprehensive inventory of merchandise from cloth diapers to amber teething necklaces and everything in between. Crunchy Boutique provides parents with more than just products. Crunchy Boutique provides excellent service to our customers and gives moms and dads knowledgeable and caring guidance and ultimately peace of mind as they make important choices for their children. In addition to a significant selection of natural products, Crunchy Boutique is a resource for the community. We offer support groups and classes, which include cloth diapering, baby wearing, breastfeeding, childbirth education, nutrition, and more. Many of these groups and classes are even led by experts within the community. We are your one-stop shop for all your parenting natural needs. Crunchy Boutique can be found online at crunchyboutique.net, on Facebook at Crunchy Boutique Texas, and on Instagram at Crunchy underscore Boutique. We're back with Amanda Alvarez from the Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas, and you're listening to the Gap Podcast Series. As a, as a male, as someone who is certainly naive regarding all of this, but mother's milk is like has some like superhuman qualities in it. Yes. Man, talk to us about <laughs> the extraordinary nature of mother's milk. 
you know, mother's milk is a living thing, right? It's not, um, it's not a product that's in a can that you mix with sterile water, right? <laughs> We're glad that formula exists because there's times that babies need to eat and there's not breast milk available. And thank goodness that we have something suitable and safe to feed those babies. But so many babies, when they're born prematurely or have weak immune, immune systems or have complicated medical problems, those babies can't be fed formula. Artificial milk um, is not safe for them. It increases the risk of infection. There's actually um, necrotizing enterocolitis is a very severe infection. It's the reason that most babies who die in the NICU die. And it's preventable when those babies are fed breast milk. Not 100%, nothing's 100%, but it, we increase the likelihood that they will never contract neck and then we speed the recovery because breast milk is so powerful and so beneficial to those babies. That's startling. Yes. So are you having an issue or difficulty actually getting donors? Does the, does, does the need that the Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas have in terms of how much milk you need to distribute to NICUs and all of that, do you have enough donors coming in to be able to satiate that need? We will always need more donors. You know, the average donor is with us less than a year. We can receive milk from a donor past um, one year of breastfeeding, but most women, once they establish their milk supply and they're breastfeeding well and they realize they can donate, there's only a short window of time in her life when she's going to continue lactating and have milk to donate. So we're constantly looking for new donors because we constantly have donors who are retiring, right? They're moving on to the next phase of their life. So right now it takes us about a thousand donors per year to maintain our level of service. We have the capacity to do so much more. The milk bank here in North Texas is located in Fort Worth. We serve Dallas and Fort Worth, all the other cities in North Texas. Um, as well as the entire state of Arkansas, several large hospitals in Georgia and Florida, and then outpatient needs all over the country from babies who need milk and either don't have a milk bank in their state or the milk bank in their state might be small and unable to fit, fill their order. So we fill in when we can. So your, and I've you know been been to your facility, which is just extraordinary. It's, it's beautiful and it's sterile and it's just, it's, it's incredible. I really loved the tour. So thank you. Thank you for that. From that facility, you're supplying needs all over North Texas and also e expanding outwards to other states. That's, that's incredible. It really is. You know, most milk banks in the country are very small. There's a handful of staff people. Um, they may be working part-time in lab space that's contained within a hospital, and they may only be able to receive milk from that hospital, process it, and get it back out to babies in that hospital. That's very normal for a milk bank. So the milk bank that you saw is one of the largest in the country. We are rare in terms of milk banking to find a facility that large and a service area that large. Um, we have 18 people on staff, you know, we're, we have an enormous service area and a huge mission. And to answer your question before, we are always in need of more donors. Um, we, could, we could serve 
every hospital and every outpatient baby and still not have enough milk for the requests that we get. Wow, you guys are doing extraordinary work. Now, how does the work that you're doing, Amanda, at the Milk Bank, how does that fit into kind of this overall infant and maternal health ecosystem in, in, in our community? How does what you're doing fit into that ecosystem? Yeah. So I'm excited about the position that I have at the Milk Bank. Um, it's new. It's something that we created about a year ago when I came on. Um, most milk banks exist to provide safe donor human milk to fragile babies. And their mission statement will be some combination of those words. That's what we do in milk banking. At Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas, we were able to enhance that mission. And my job is, I guess, the direct result of that enhancement. So we focus on the equitable distribution of donor human milk. Um, so we've partnered with safety net hospitals like JPS here in Tarrant County. Um, we're working with Parkland and WIC and all the resources out there that provide donor milk to everyone, not just affluent suburban hospitals. Um, and that's an important part of our mission. Another important part of enhancing our mission was adding breastfeeding advocacy. So the way that we're able to provide donor human milk in these other settings is because we work directly with the United States Breastfeeding Committee, um, other national partners, to make sure that donor milk is considered medical food, that it's covered by health insurance, that it's covered by Medicaid, that it's covered by TRICARE. And those efforts are really important because we know that just saying that we provide donor human milk isn't enough. We have to make sure that anybody who needs it can access it. So we do also an enormous amount of charitable care. Um, we actually give away more milk than any other milk bank. Um, I think the last number I heard was somewhere between $400,000 and $600,000 worth of milk last year um, in milk that we were able to provide to people who did not have access to it through their health care. Um, so whether it was a reduced or sliding fee scale or just waiving the processing altogether, we made sure that all those families had milk. The metrics and the historical data tells us that that black infants are at minimum two times less likely to make their first birthdays than white infants in some counties and some locations could be five times, could be eight times. And then we look at other data that tells us that black mothers are dying at a higher rate than mothers of other races. And we have a possible way to drive those numbers down, to have an impact on those outcomes through breastfeeding and breast milk, but we're not doing it at the level that we should. And, and we know, we know based, you mentioned evidence-based knowledge earlier, so we know there's evidence that this can affect outcomes, but it's not happening? It's not happening, and it's not happening because we took the wrong approach as a field 
as lactation professionals. So for a long time, lactation and maternal child health focused on teaching women the benefits of breastfeeding, right? Like our, our whole push, we're like, well, if more people understood why it was good, more people would do it, right? Um, and we've done a really good job getting the word out that breastfeeding is the best thing you can do for your baby, right? That it's going to improve your health, that's going to improve your baby's health. But what we've done is we've taken all that and we've funneled in, into the mom without any anything to back it up for her and make it real in her life. So we've put all the onus on her for like, here's this awesome thing you should do your, with your baby and for your baby, but we're not gonna give you time to do it or access to a breast pump that's of any decent quality. We're not gonna train healthcare providers that look and sound like you and live in your community and can actually help you. Um, we're, we're gonna get in the way of breastfeeding, but we're gonna put all this pressure on you to breastfeed. We're gonna tell you it's the best right? But then we're not going to help you do it. And so I'm seeing a shift and there's a great shift and it's all coming. It hasn't happened and it's not universal, but that's where the work is, is in changing how we support communities to succeed at breastfeeding, not just teaching why people should breastfeed. So what's the impact then to, to community health if we get babies who are sicker or moms who are sicker. How does that kind of impact our health, our health ecosystem in our communities? Well, you know, infant and maternal health are a direct reflection of the health of the community. You know, if we can't keep the most vulnerable members of the community, which would be infants and women in that childbearing age, if we can't keep them alive and thriving, then the community is not going to grow. Um, you know, we can't bury people and expect the community to grow and thrive and become better than it is. Um, so, you know, when we see zip codes with higher maternal and infant mortality, it's reflected across the board. You know, employment is worse. Uh, you know, childcare is worse. <laughs> um, you know, home ownership numbers are down. Those things are all linked. How do we contact you? How do we... <laughs> How do we find you? How do we find the Mother's Milk Bank? If, you're, us, if you yeah. want to be a donor, tell us how to find you. Yeah, so Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas is online. We have a, websi a website, texasmilkbank.org. Um, we're also on all social media as um, Mother's Milk Bank of North Texas. Um, you can find me through the Milk Bank website, through social media. You can email me directly. It's amanda at texasmilkbank.org. Um, but we are eager to hear from people with a variety of questions. Thank you, Amanda Alvarez, for your time. Thank you for your insight. And thank you for being on the Gap podcast series. I really, really appreciate you today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. The Gap Podcast Series is produced by Limeville Entertainment in association with Sagasse Media Group. Also, be sure to visit us online at 365plusone.org. That's 365plusone.org.